What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Blood Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you already know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's the deal? What's going on, Jarrell? I'm chilling. I'm trying to roll this this blunt here, and I'm going to tell you it's been... Terrible. This never happens to me. But that look, at we're having said, a moment. I shall now be rolled. Yeah, <laughs> it's not working. With no you, passing. <laughs> um, man, it's been a really great day. I've had two days off. Wonderful time in Vegas. It's picking up for dispensaries, which for is sure, always sure. a good thing. But speaking of good things that are happening in the industry, and uh, really, actually, great things. We have a wonderful guest with us today, yes, yes. Uh, Bud Tender Extraordinaire. Because he's doing just amazing things right now. Jason, what's going on? Yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks welcome, for welcome. Me. Appreciate it. Very honored to be here. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, where you from? How you got in the industry? My name is uh, Jason Manson. I'm from the Chicagoland area, just west of Chicago in the suburbs. Uh, I'm 43, married, got five children, and I moved out to Vegas to follow my dreams. How long you been out here? Uh, about a year now. Okay. Right yeah. On. I've been in, uh, I've been working for the source Nevada organic remedies for about six months now. Uh, they were actually the first company that wanted to take a chance on me. Uh, my history has been, uh, clandestine growing, clandestine selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last year in Illinois, I did a CBD, CBG grow with, uh, friends of my family, uh, high hopes hemp farms in Marengo, Illinois. Give them a shout out to Mike mm-hmm. and Andrea DeSerto. Uh, they actually gave me my start growing trimming, everything else. And uh, I already had a big love for the plant. So when I came out here, I saw that the industry is thriving and there's there's room to grow. So I decided to jump in while I could. Well, you're already making a really big impact in the industry. So I was going to ask you anyway, how did you get your start in the industry? And it's really a banger because you know what you're talking about. When I see his reviews on Instagram, they are precise. And I feel like we have very similar taste in cannabis, which is really crazy. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, your reviews are just above and beyond. Well, thank you. So you came down to the Vegas area from Chicago mm-hmm. and uh, j- to pursue uh, a career in this industry? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was in graphic arts. I was basically a sign guy. I did banners, vehicle lettering, car wraps, uh, window lettering for businesses, the giant mock-ups that you put on the side of Walmarts and stuff like that. That's all the stuff I used to do. And, uh, you know, I'd always grown weed on the sides. I've definitely always smoked it. So, you know, I just thought now is the time. I mean, COVID changed everybody's lives. It, it offered me an opportunity to sell our house in Illinois and move. And my wife also wanted to change jobs. So she did and found a better career out here too. So, I mean, we, we ended up just thriving instead of just living, you know? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, and you could tell it's just, it's just been like a little landslide for you too. You contacted us. We this is how I we actually met this situation. This is how the situation went down. Um, he contacted us to purchase a T-shirt and tell us about the podcast and give us some feedback. And uh, at the time, you weren't a butt tender, right? You nope. had just come down to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And um, you said you were going to pursue a career, going to try to pursue um, something in bud tending. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, um, if you know a lot about cannabis, you should be able to nail it. And then I think you started posting prior to 
uh, you actually becoming a bud tender yep. about cannabis, and you were freaking spot on. And I knew when I saw your post that you were going to fucking do big things. So now you've got nominations, right? Yeah. Are I you guess nominated I, more than one category I, for yeah, the Bud Tender Yeah, I think Awards? I got the, uh, the 710 Master Award and then another, like, Ambassador Award. I'm, uh, I am just, I'm just shocked, honestly. Uh, one of my customers actually had said something that to nice. me. They had, they're like, you have, you've ever heard of the, the Bud Tender Awards? And I'm like, no, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I know our industry is new. I didn't think they had anything like that, but no, it's awesome to know that they recognize the people on the front lines that are out there making these, mo- making the money for the cannabis companies. I mean, let's be honest. It's us at the end of the day, selling the products, talking it up, educating our customers and. I know, and I'm really thankful to be a part of that. It's such a huge blessing. It's like I'm, I'm in awe every day. Like I can't <laughs> believe this is my life now. Like I'm going to wake up and be back at the sign shop, you know? No, nope. <laughs> in the in the snow. No. Nope. Were you in Chicago when it went wreck? Yeah. Um. Did you ever like visit any of the dispensaries? Yeah. So, uh, I did Sunnyside and an Arise. Uh, Sunnyside, I believe, is the Verano company owned. Uh, Verano has products out here as well. Uh. They're all right. Their prices, though, are a little high. I mean, with the tax rate in Illinois, I think you're walking out of there with a top shelf eighth for like 85 bucks. And that's with tax. Shit. It's pretty harsh. You know, there's some dispensaries out here. You might walk out with a right. <laughs> 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 eighth. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I said, as if that did not exist in our industry. Oh, yeah. It is coming out here. But um, what about it, uh, as far as like like quality of bud? Um, you know, they don't do good indicas out there. No? No, I don't know if it's the soil or whatever, but we have uh, seasonal sativas that seem to do really well. But, I mean, they're all hybrids now, too, there, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? It, because we're in Vegas, uh, sativas, having sativas on hand is probably the number one most sold flower because people want to be up immediately yep. yeah. they're like i just want to be up in vegas which makes sense yeah like so we, we sell a lot of sativa we run out of sativa pre-rolls so all much. the time <laughs> all the time yeah. I, I tell you i at, at the most i probably have three in stock and there's probably four of one waiting to go you know just like out the door and it's done i say so the most fast. the most common sold items in vegas might be like sativa pre-rolls and sativa vapes yep. yes and yeah. uh Edibles. And gummies. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. 100%. That's just something that rolls with. And on top of all this other stuff that's happening um, in the industry for you as far as the Bud Tender Awards, and let me tell you, winning one of those is a treat. Um, you're also going to be in Vegas Cannabis Magazine. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, thank you so much. That's, yeah, that's dude, so cool. You, you made it onto the pages. So, um, the reason why, too, honestly, and I keep hitting it home, is just your knowledge of cannabis is above and beyond, and you can tell, um, good bud, because I just follow it. It's just mm-hmm. like what I really like. What is your favorite, uh, cultivation in Vegas Oof. and why? That's a two way tie, and it's for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, for the organic side, it's got to be Steve. Steve Cantwell is killing it in Pahrump. His plants on, what is he, like this 29th, 28th cycle right yes. now? Yes. Jesus. It's crazy. Jesus. The stuff he's growing is amazing. But he's got some secret items that he's grown like one or two in his garden. You know, you've seen him on his like YouTube things. He's got like a, a Thai sativa that he's hiding in there. Yeah. I can't wait to see all the magic he puts out in the next couple of years. It's just crazy. Now he's going with produce. 
Good for him. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one uh, is is uh, Nature's Chemistry right now. Yeah. Uh, their consistency and high quality flour is unbelievable. It's really good. And then I have to give a shout out to my camp team. Oh my god, my growers are wizards. They are Doing wizards. The, the solventless rosin game. We've got it sewed up. Yes. We've got it sewed up. One hundred percent. I haven't had a better vape in Vegas since I've been here than our little camp. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. You want to impress anybody, bust one of those suckers out. And almost like, it's almost like gold when bud tenders see it. Absolutely. Shout like- out to Nino because he's a freaking wizard, dude. He is. <laughs> yes, he is. That whole team, he's got them going. And now we've got uh, Okunda is going to start growing pretty soon. And then we have another one in Peralt going to be going up pretty soon. Yeah. Amazing. When you first started in the industry, did you immediately start as a bud tender? Or- yeah. 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 So uh I got interviewed by this really awesome guy, Kenzie Brown, who's our recruiter, and he knows his shit. Not only does he is he polished and 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 smart and and really uh, astute with like people skills, but he recognizes like he separates the wheat from the chaff, you know what I'm saying? Cuz there's a lot of people that that know cannabis but they don't know cannabis. So he so has the uh, the unenviable job of sorting through all these applications for our company. But he saw something in me and he said he wanted to take a chance on me because of the way I reached out to him. Kind of in the way I reached out to you. Yeah. You you guys are all really receptive and that's like so amazing. Yeah. All, all you have to do is reach out your hand and there's somebody there to grab it, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so like if you had to give advice to new bud tenders out there that want to transition because a lot of people come here. From Vegas to Vegas to actually work in the industry, I'm seeing that more and more now. Um, you know, what would be your advice to the new bud tenders coming into the industry? Well, always ask a lot of questions. Uh, ask any questions you can think of whenever you can. But shop around. Look around and see what's out there. See what, what Vegas is putting out. Get a feel for what the companies are out there. I mean, that was what helped me getting into this was seeing what's out there, what's around, what's good, and what other people are responding to. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, like join some of these. We were just talking about the chamber. Yep. You know, like you get active, right? Because you want to see yourself moving ahead in this industry. What is that? What is that push? Why would you do that? Why would you even attend those meetings? I want bud tenders to know from a bud tenders perspective. Well, why. first of all, it's networking. I mean, you're going to meet so many amazing people who know so much more than you do, who are going to give you so many more skills. They're going to teach you so many things, and they're going to open up your life to a whole new way of living. Like for me, I'm just a simple country boy, honestly. I just smoke joints and bongs and just never really thought about the terpenes. It was always just to get me stoned, and I knew that it was great for my appetite to keep me active. And until I really dug in and learned about cannabinoids, flavonoids, and what really constitutes the entourage effect, man, it just like changed my life. Yeah. Changed my life. Yep. 100%. Were you familiar with any of that before you moved to Vegas? A little bit. A little bit. Like the the concept of terpenes, yes. What different like karyophylline, uh, myrcene, limonene, pinene, all those differences? No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. I, I I knew the vague differences between sativa being an upper and indica being a downer because we've always said indica couch for indica. That's like always been a thing. But yeah, no, I mean, it's been a complete re-education for me and it's it's been so wonderful. 
Yeah, like Vegas is super regulated, but it turns out just like it's for the good because other states don't have that same testing, so you don't have the benefits of knowing like what kind of terpenes are in your are in your flower. Yeah, yeah. Do you find it difficult to overcome the issue when people see something and you know that the terpenes are more indica dominant? Mm-hmm. You know that are they're going to give you more sedative, relaxing feels, but it says it's a sativa. The- the way I look at it is when I'm shopping the customer out and trying to find them, you know, what their spectrum is and dealing with their malady or whatever that they're trying to address. Um, I don't, I don't use the sativa or indica per se unless the energy is a factor, you know, okay. cause you're always going to get some energy smoking sativa regardless, unless you're one of those ADHD kids who has the opposite effect, which was an interesting thing to discover too. Yeah. Um, but generally, yes, I, I do them by the terpenes. So I'm like, I let them know, like, yeah, this has got like seven and a half milligrams per gram of mercine. So you're probably going to get a little tired on that. You know, this has got 11 milligrams of limonene. So yeah, that might make your heart beat a little bit if you're not trying to be like that. Or this pining is so off the chart, you might get paranoia from it if you yeah. smoke too much of it. But do you ever get the customer to be like, oh, but it says it's a sativa? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, and obviously you guys know that the most, the most frequency is, is like what's the highest testing thing you have, regardless of the terpene profile. They don't, they don't even care, you know? Right. Uh, we have some flowers sometimes that tests it like 24, 25, but when you look at the terpene chart, it's like 1.9. 0.8, 0.7. You're like, oh. And then you see the stuff that's 17 and it's like 11, 7, 6, and you're like, damn. Yeah. And you know that that 17 is going to be way better, but the person wants that because of the 24. And that's where the education about terpenes always comes in handy. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys know this. Oh, my so God. So how, how do you sell that 17 with I, all the I explain the entourage effect as best as I can. I mean, like, and I, I, I don't bullshit, you know, because well, I'm not making commission. So, like, me selling them the higher testing or expensive strain doesn't make a difference to me at the end of the day. I just want them to get high like I get high, you know? So I'm like, listen, you could smoke that 24 and you probably get high for about 15 minutes, come down with a headache and it's not going to be a good experience, but you could smoke this stuff here. It's going to have a sweet blueberry taste and the, the, the nice limonene is going to get you feeling good and your heart beating a little bit and you're going to be ready to, you know, go out and conquer the day. And you know, something like that is a little more appealing than a headache. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I think that that's so, we always talk about that though. Like it's always so important to know, um, the terpene profiles and how that translates to customers when they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, overcoming the sativa and, and indica conversation is a little tough sometimes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people are like, yeah, and they're always going to go for the highest percentages as well. I mean, even in the end, if all you have is indicas in the high percents, they're going to take it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then they're probably going to regret that. FYI, if there's a lot of mercin in there and you're like, and caryophylline or caryophylline, and you're going to be out at the, you know what I mean? At the mm-hmm. casino. So it's always <laughs> yeah, snooze time. But also too, like the cannabinoids, man, you know, like it's, it's super important to know what's going on there because if something's really high in CBN on, on a, strain you're going to be tired too regardless of what those terpenes are going to translate out to you're still going to feel those effects so it's always real important to you know make sure you know all those things as well 
So um, where do you see yourself going in this industry now? Now that you're killing the bud tender game. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm still wor- I'm still working there. But uh, yeah, you know what? Right now, uh, two of my partners at work, uh, James Wong and Talia Chester, we are trying to work on a uniform way to train bud tenders with vendors where we actually get samples of the products in our hands, talk with the vendors, uh, use it at all, like uh, – you know, like a, a, a place to allow in consumable or whatever. And then, uh, you know, discuss, engage and, you know, work on selling points and stuff like that for like training. Yeah. It's so important. Oh my gosh. Education and educating at the, at the dispensary level is super important. And if you can get both of those things combined, that's like a powerhouse move right there because like it goes hand in hand. I used to love it because I'm going to, you know, shout out again. I, when I worked for medicine too, every morning we had training with different brands mm-hmm. and it was beneficial to the bud tenders because you could sell it. Even if you hadn't tried it yet, you could, you know, you had an idea of what you were giving to the customer <clears throat> or the consumer. So I think that's, man, that keep doing that, my friend. Yeah. So that can lead to a bunch of different things. And plus you work for a tremendous, uh, organization. Yeah, I was lucky to get in with, with somebody that's completely vertically integrated, you know, so they do every step of the process all along the way, seed to plant to harvest to oil and tinctures and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, they command like three brands themselves, so it's it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to ideally branch out and do a little bit of everything, maybe work in cultivation a little bit to learn a little more about plants. Cause I love the, the, the history of strains, the strain crossing stuff. Like I'm always staying up on that. Like I even caught today, like we have a, a strain called Runts of Eden and we accidentally mislabeled it. Uh, you know, cause Skittles and gelato is runts. Yeah. But our Runts of Eden is runts crossed with forbidden fruit. So it's like a completely different, different hybrid offshoot strain of that. I just picked up on that. I was like, oh, wait, that's not right. Just saved a little bit of error, you know, just in confusion right there. But it's yeah. like uh, even the stuff that like is on uh, Hytiva and Leafly isn't always 100% correct, no. you know. Yeah, and absolutely. you and then they come in with this. Like I'm looking for this strain. I'm like, oh, that's actually not what that is, you know. Or like garlic cookies, for example. Like somebody wanted uh, that – but we had uh, chem cookies, exactly same strain. Chem right. dog crossed with Girl Scout cookies. Uh, GMO, another yes. one. Medicine does a great version of that. Yes. Uh, the only difference is uh, what manifests on what side more. So does the garlic cookies manifest the Girl Scout cookies more or the chem dog more? Right. It's the chem dog because it's yeah. skunk. It's just straight stank and it's so good. Uh, the chem cookies and the GMO, those manifest the, the Girl Scout cookie side more. Because it's sweeter and less rank. And that's like sorting out those differences. I love that. That's so interesting to me. I don't know why, but it's like so cool. And there's so many different crosses of the same thing. Yes. So cool. Yes. Like, wow. Truly. I'd love to sort it out in an encyclopedia, that shit. That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't know why, but I find that so interesting. Yeah. You go on a little runts run, and you're like, "Let me do a little runts run and get as many runts as I nightmare runs." You know, white runs, pink runs, runs of Eden. Yeah, Yeah. runs of Eden. You could do that all day long, and you're right. It's it's really important to know understand the phenol process. 
um, and how that works and how people uh, come up with these wonderful strains of cannabis that are just phenomenal. 100%. Do you do any, you said you, you, are you growing currently? No, I can't because of my living situation. I'm in a, an apartment complex uh, right now, so I don't want to jeopardize my lease, but wait, I, wait. yeah, you know, I, I definitely could get my hands on some good clones though. Thanks to some friends I've made here in town and I would love to start, but I just got to wait for a better opportunity for that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. coming down. I feel like that's coming down the pipeline. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't see how that can't be happening when you're going to have like lounges and stuff like that. I think people need their medicine consistently. And I think there should be an option for people who cannot absolutely afford to go to a dispensary Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of people out there that can't, regardless of how we Rubik's cube that situation, there's just plenty of people who can't. And that's what keeps the traditional market, you know, thriving still, you know, because Mm -hmm. people need their, their cannabis, you know, so I don't see it not going down the pipeline. You know, so are you getting active with uh, the new upcoming, like, we're, we're coming into a voting season soon? Well, I'm a registered voter here in Nevada, but uh, I had been a, 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 li- a lifelong voter in Illinois, so I was always up on their politics in the area thing. I kind of am in the dark about what's going on here, so I've kind of been leaning on, like, uh, the chamber to kind of guide me towards uh, candidates that are friendly towards our industry. Right. Because at least then I'd be voting along something that benefits my life, you know, without alienating anyone around me by voting on something I don't know. I tend to vote liberal anyways because uh, I'm a human. Yes. You know, and I care about people more than money. Sue me. I don't care. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I think it's super important. Like I always tell people, it's it's it's, it's life changing for you if you're a cannabis smoker. Yes, you have to know these things. Yes, it's not absolutely. like you just you're just not going to be smoking for you know free in Vegas mm-hmm. and not have consequences to something because you know. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, back home when uh, it was becoming legal, uh, our uh, McHenry County. Democratic Party, they had rallied all of us to get together to help get volunteer signatures because we all had gotten together to get it on the ballot. I mean, I'm just a faceless person and thousands of people that did it and way more deserving of praise. But they all got together. We got that on the ballot and we as a people voted that into law. Yeah. So that was the first state in the United States that did that. And it was just cool to even be a small part of that, you know, and like coming out here, seeing how everybody's so active, it's a little intimidating because I was not that involved. Back yeah. Home, you know, and everybody's like, get it, you know, and I'm like, yes, I want to. So what do I have to do? Point me in the right direction. You know, I'm just, I'm just a tool at this point and use me as you need me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put yeah. me to work. So um, what do you think is the most beneficial thing that you've learned in the industry about thus far as a bud tender that you can say has been like, besides terpenes, that has been like a, a a shift and a change in your life that's positive? There's no non-medical use for cannabis at all. Even de-stress is a killer. Yeah. People die from heart attacks, commit suicide, all sorts of awful things are done in the name of stress. And that's one of the greatest de-stress tools that the planet Earth has given us, and that's probably the greatest lesson I've learned. I've always just thought of it as like more of my recreational tool as an ADHD kid, you know, not wanting to take Ritalin or, you know, just not dealing with my own stress. Wow. Like there is no non-medical uses for 
for marijuana. There is none. Yeah. Cannabis is a sacred, holy plant. For whatever reason, we are blessed with an endocannabinoid system to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was your first experience a good experience? <sighs> my first experience was when I was 12. And Ooh. my my neighbor <laughs> and I stole a bunch of weed from my parents. Like, probably about an eighth, about a handful. And we took my mom's little porcelain pipe up into my treehouse. And we smoked it all. And at first, you know, for like the first half hour, I'm just like, this is nothing. Just coughing, blah, blah, blah. But man... When we tried to get down out of the treehouse, oh, and my mom whooped my ass that night. <laughs> oh, did oh, she yeah. Fight? She, oh, yeah. She knew right away. She's like, <laughs> I can smell it on you. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but what a what a ride. I mean, just the first, just listening to the wind in the trees and just laughing and just the innocence of just the enjoyment of euphoria, you know? And I was like, damn. So you liked it. Oh, yeah. But right I didn't try you. it many, 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 many years till like I was 18. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was like six years. I was in high school, like after after my senior year, and my friend's like, yeah, I got a bag of weed. You want to smoke? I'm like, why not? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that was around the time like people were like coming out with the skunk weeds mm -hmm. that were really heavy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um Cannabis sure has changed over sure. the years. Yeah, at that in that time it was the the late nineties, so we were getting weed from British Columbia, where there was called the Beasters back then. Yeah, because it, uh, what people would do is they would rent houses in Vancouver, and they would just grow weed in it and just ship it off. Wow. Yeah, it was the Northern Golden Triangle or Emerald Triangle for a while in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Chicago almost my whole life, and mostly I would narrow it down because I only had like two people that I honestly trusted. The bud looked just phenomenal all the time, smelled great, smoked great. Um, but like it was very few strains and there was always consistently those things like uh GG number four, a Northern Lights, mm -hmm. a Durban Poison. Um, and those were like consistent strains. It was it didn't really branch off until much later, it seemed like for me. Did you notice that in Chicago? Like, were you limited on what Man, you... Man, if it had a name, you were lucky. Right. <laughs> like, it w It looked like kind buds? Like, yes. Okay. Does that look like brick buds? Yes. Okay. That was pretty much your choices. You could either spend a little more and get the nice fluffy buds, or you can get whatever they're bringing up, you know, in bricks. Yeah, so. that smells like cat urine. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. like my dad scraped it off the bottom of the wall. Oh. For me, it was either stress or chronic. Yeah. It wasn't like I didn't get any names until like the, maybe like 2010, mm -hmm. 2009, 2010 for me. Yeah. Yeah, but it was either stress or chronic. Either it had C's in it or it didn't. Mm -hmm. The guy that I knew um, was old school and he had always grown. Like his family grew and then he grew. So he was familiar with strains. So it was a blessing for me to actually have somebody that really knew his shit. But I always remember the horror stories when, like, they have to actually have a life and go on vacation, or you know what I mean. And you missed you like you misread how much bud you actually needed before they went on vacation mm -hmm. and completely stressed out, you know. But I had those moments with him because I only had like two or three people that I trusted because. I would pay more. I'll, I'll pay. I, I used to think that to myself because to me it was medicine. I had ADHD and it was what kept me off of um, 
Ritalin and stuff like that. I didn't want to do any of those things. I didn't want to have any of those. And then as you got older, the drugs were 10 times worse. You know what I mean? And you have a dependency to that stuff. And I didn't want, you know, a dependency. And I noticed that when I didn't smoke weed, I wasn't having a heart attack about it. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to get it. And at some point there was kind of like some leverage. So it helped me out a lot. ADHD-wise, dude, I share that with you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that when you tell that story. It's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. It was like those nightmare moments where you would be like, I'll wait for you anywhere. The gym shoe store 20 miles away, I'll be there. You know (laughs) what I mean? Absolutely. No Fucking bullshit. like a fiend and shit. Right. <laughs> oh. Well, for the good stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're oh, gonna, absolutely. You're going to write out. You're yeah, going to be like, that's yeah, way. I'll meet you. Northern Lights was actually the first named strain I'd ever smoked in it. And to this day, it's probably one of the best ones I've ever had. We had this uh, Northern Lights number five crossed with Silver Haze. Mm. It was the only time in like the 90s I'd ever gotten a name on my weed. And I was like, holy shit. Because we had heard it in the a cannabis cup. As it was like a winner a few years back, and we're like, yeah, we're yes. badass. We got some good weed. Yes. I think that, and I might be wrong, but I would really love some grower feedback, too. I think we should ask this, too, as we go along. But you have some growing knowledge, too, as well. But um, I think that there was more cannabinoids in the cannabis prior, too, because I don't know. It always seemed that way to me. Because they were like land race, most of them were like land race strains, or we didn't have, you know, too many crosses. People weren't, you know, popping seeds like yeah. that. So for me, I always felt like, because if you look at those same strains today, Durban Poison and uh, Charlotte's Web and Harley Quinn and all of those, the cannabinoids and the CBD and all that stuff is really what rolls those roosts. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend you know, a really good, like, Charlotte's Web or something like that mm-hmm. that's high in CBD that has THC. And that shit will blow your cap right oh, off. Yeah. yeah. It, it's wonderful. Yeah. And it makes you feel great. And so, like, when I talk to new bud tenders out there and you get real excited about coming into Vegas, don't sleep on those CBD strings. No, absolutely not. We have this one that we carry called Connor's Comfort. That's like mm. 32, oh, 32%, yeah. uh, CBD and like 53% uh, THC in a rosin. And then we do it in flour, which what? is always sells out too. So when we actually have the flour, it's there for two days and it's gone. Am I going to have to go and pick up some of that <laughs> rosin? You're going to, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to yes. come and see you it's then. It's so good. Terpinaline and limonene. It's so tasty. You made me so excited. Did you see the look on my face? <laughs> Holy shit. It was like Christmas. Cause I've, you know, I've always wanted to have like a really nice rosin that's more, uh, cannabinoid driven besides THC, mm-hmm. you know, because Absolutely. that's, those are the ones for mm-hmm. me. Well, that's the essence of rosin, I think, is to capture that. Yeah. So, I mean, running those kind of strains makes the most sense. Yes. I mean, cause you're going to get the most medical benefit and rosin is about the best thing you could do with a plant besides just straight smoking it, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, at least that's what I think. No, I, I'm not I, a big edible person. So, I mean, uh, the, the 11 hydroxy high is, is great, but I've actually gravitated. Have you ever tried the Wana gummies? Oh, for yes. sure. That Delta 9 high is something else, man. Quick yeah. on, quick off. Monogummies are I great. Yeah. 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 Um, man, I used to really, the, um, grape, was it the grape monogummies? They were indica. 
Wanas, those were the smack bizzle. I do like edibles, but I'm like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I feel I love rosin now. I'm going to tell you I, I do abuse it a little bit because I do put it inside of my um, blunt wraps. Oh, that's why no, I have wraps. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, for me, I'm just a flower person. So yeah. to have both is like a treat. There it yeah. is. And it burns really good and makes everything taste super flavorful. And Hell if you yeah. can match it up, it's great. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Man, Jason, you fucking killed it, bro. Thanks. It was nothing. It was, huh? it was this is awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. so much fun. Though. Yeah. Uh, but before we let you up out of here, we have to know, my man, what you've been smoking on. Oh, I've been smoking on uh, Blue Hash Plant. Nature's From Nature's Chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah, I've been smoking on. Now we're smoking on this uh, banana guava from camp. Yeah, yeah, sticky, icky, icky. Yeah, it was, it was so sticky, sticky he couldn't even roll it. I couldn't even roll it. It was <laughs> so sticky out of the it. jar. <laughs> Shout out to my boys for growing some gas. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what. And then I've got uh, my boy uh, just moved back to Hawaii. Who was my uh, one of my trainers at the source, uh, Corey, and he uh, gave me his puffco. So now I'm finally like in the next generation dabbing instead of okay. just my nectar collector. So I've been really enjoying the flavors on that. Nice. So, yeah. Lots of rosin for you, sir. Yes, when I can afford it. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> you're great. The great pie. Remember that launch? Oh, oh my God. that's my favorite still. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jarrell? What have you been smoking? Um, I'm still right now with that um, poison peaches from GLP. Man, yeah, dude, it's so, so flavorful. So, so Again, tasty. shout out to Steve. Damn, you got me completely high. On that uh, McLovin, like that shit was. That yeah, McLovin like, is nice, huh? Yes, yeah. really, yeah. really good. See, another example why that eighteen percent will kill you better than some of those twenties will. Yeah, Jeez. that shout out. I mean, honestly, think about that. Steer people, you know, you as bud tenders, you have that gift to do so. Mm-hmm. So me, dude, honestly, it's been that for sure. I wanted to try the new strains. I know they have a new rainbow. Ooh, it's gonna come to me. There's a unicorn. Was that unicorn? What was it? The there's a new one. one that they have that I have to go and get. I, I know. I saw they posted one on Instagram where it was super purple. It yes. was like uh, chasing unicorns or something That's like that. Chasing unicorns. Yes, it was like super purple, but I haven't seen it in stores yet. But I'm waiting for it. Right. I don't think that. I don't think it's out yet. Yeah. Is it? I don't I know. Don't so. We're gonna have to find out. Anyway, <laughs> um, if any bud tenders wanted to uh, pick your brain, dude, and they just are people wanted to come into the industry and they just want to get an idea of what they're in in store for. How can they contact you? Oh, you can just get a hold of me on Instagram. I'm uh, at Jason of the Mojave. Real simple. That's awesome. it. Awesome. 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 Um, we are always at uh, all things social media at High Bud Tenders, um, as well as www.highbudtenders.com forward slash podcast to listen to the podcast forward slash shop to buy the new items that we have on our website. Please do so. We love you for it. Um, also, shout out to Rosa from Medicine. I, I said I was going to do this before hey, I got off the wire. Rosa. The homie. Uh, you hooked so me up, sister. You are five-star <laughs> bud tender. Hell thank yeah. you for what you do. And Jason, thank you for what you do in this industry, my thank dude. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate how you came into this industry. Hey. Very like, ugh. Best ever. Couldn't couldn't be happier at this point. We thank you for listening. And as always, stay high, bud tenders. Fucking make it, I'm saying. I said I love my city.
But I don't think you hear me though I said I love my city